What's up, everyone? This is Ray Baguio, and you're listening to Digitally Matters, a podcast for anything digital that really matters to you and your business. Let's start the show. In today's episode, the founder and CEO of Telework PH revealed how her previous client somewhat inspired her to start the business. Her journey managing and growing Telework PH as a rural BPO company allowed her to tap into the entrepreneurial genius from a very familiar source. I tell you, this is another conversation I learned a lot from, and I hope you will too. Okay, let's jump in and listen to the conversation. Please tell us more about yourself, Marge. Yes, of course. Um, by the way, thank you for having me here. Um, and it's really a privilege to uh, speak about myself um, in front of your audience. But I want this to be as much valuable to everyone who is listening to this podcast. So my name is Marge. For everyone who doesn't know me, I am the CEO and founder of Telework PH. It's a rural BPO located just north of Manila. And the very reason that we wanted to be branded as the Rural BPO is because for the longest time, I myself started as as a customer service representative um, in 2009, 2010, or earlier than that. Um, I've experienced, you know, traveling back and forth Manila, sitting in traffic for four hours or more, you know, and, and being influenced by, by, by the people in Manila who's into, you know, um, parties, all the noises in the metro, all the all the high rental fees and all that stuff. And uh, it it became um it became a challenge to me over time to be traveling and be being far away from my family. And I said, why not have a possibility where I can just work in a BPO, but it's near my place, my my locate my family, my where I live in or where I was raised. And so in 2015 I had the um the vision of putting up an office. And initially it's very interesting initially because I didn't have the I, I didn't have the entrepreneurial background. I don't I I was not uh I was not formally trained into it but but looking at my background in my family, um, we had a mini Sari Sari store back then. And I saw how my mom, you know, raised us uh, with a mini Sari Sari store. She was doing the accounting in the evening. She was buying all and filling the inventories in the morning and doing the actual buy and sell. So I was, I was, um, I've seen that growing up. And I think that somehow become really influential in terms of being an entrepreneur. Um, when when I was working with one of the clients as a freelancer, so I was I was I worked in a BPO, right? And then after that, um, I realized that being far from my family was really a challenge, quite a challenge. I I've never seen my my son grow up um, at that time, and so I realized I needed to uh, do something about it. So I worked as a freelancer initially, and then when I met a client, this client trusted me enough to build a team for them. Um, I really did well with that, I guess. And they trusted me enough to build more. So from three people, we've gone to seven, we've gone to 15 to 30. Now, when we were 30 in the team, they realized that there are really some challenges with working from home or working remotely. Um, and that includes, you know, the 
background noises like roosters in the background, children crying in the background, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of more distractions. And there's just, um, there have been, while we have the necessary tools to help us with that, it has become a challenge. Now we've grown to 30 people. And so my client said, uh, you have two choices. One is to actually continue this and build an office where we can have everything in control, everything in one place where there is no distraction, there is no you know, background noises. Or second is we stop the contract. <laughs> So I literally, it wasn't really a choice. It, it seems like I was, you know, held up in, in, that, <laughs> in that situation. And so I knew exactly what I need to do because if it, and, and at the top of my mind, it's not about me anymore. It's about my team. We have 30 in the team and they have their own families and we need, you know, um, to have an income um, continuously. And so I had to build an office, a physical office from there. The good thing about it is that I was able to save enough. Um, to begin with, I had about two million um, pesos in the bank. I risked it all, so the BPO was bootstrapped, hundred um, percent. And we had a really, really tiny office when we started in in two thousand and fifth, two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really, really tiny office with about. 20 seats to be specific, 21 seats to be specific. Um, and then the rest of the people were, were, were continuously working from home because these are the guys who are far from Bulacan. So these are people from Davao, people from Cavite. We just had no choice but to, you know, um, just just um, leave them working from home because it's going to be a challenge to move them all to Bulacan. So um, that's when I started um, Telework PH, and uh, I realized that you know as as soon as you establish a physical facility, you'd be immediately in the radar of BIR, Dole, yes. and then other agencies. So in the beginning, when I had no um, intention of growing this business, it 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 made me realize that. When you start to become within their radar, you have no choice but to grow it because one, you have employees that are relying on you. And secondly, BIR just won't let you, like, um, won't believe that you're not earning. So <laughs> there's just really no way of turning back. So the only way that we can move forward is to continue looking for clients, continue growing the business. And now, to date, 2020, we have about six, no, 700 agents. We just hired like 200 more. Um, so regardless, you know, even if it's a, a, a crisis, yeah, even if it's pandemic, you know, um, everyone is looking for for. For a job and everyone overseas would rather use a BPO in order to survive their business. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the first client of yours who asked you to build your or, or this business, your own team? Yes. So I've been working with several clients, but they prefer like one-on-one virtual assistant. And now I landed a client who wanted me to build a team for them. Um, and then that opened the idea that, oh, okay, so this person can actually build a team for us. Wow. Okay. Well, it's great to know that you were able to get some inspiration from from your parents when it comes to managing your own business. 
Yeah, I, I do agree. And yeah, um, so it, it really takes me back to that time when, where, you know, I was still younger and I don't really understand what's going on. Why do, why do my have, my, my mom and dad have to really work hard, you know, and, and be working all the time and be my, my, my father specifically, he is a seaman or a seafarer. Mm-hmm. So he is almost always away from our family. So at the time, I don't understand why my why other kids would have their father beside them during graduation. And, and now it, it's all making sense. And so it became my, you know, my, my inspiration, my, my passion towards um, entrepreneurship that we really need to have that time freedom as opposed to being always out there working hard in the business, not on the business. I understand you are having or you just had your exam uh, for your Lean uh, Six Sigma. Yes. Oh, okay. Can you tell us more about that? Why did you get into this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, first of all, I'm really happy that I passed the examination. <laughs> it's a 150-item examination. Um, so for I'm, I'm sure everyone knows what Lean Six Sigma is about, but um, just to give a really... Um, quick summary of what it is about. The reason I I went and um, decided to take it is because of the growing organization. In an organization, um, and especially if you are scaling and growing too fast, there can be lots of things where process can be mishandled. You know, there could be, um, there, there is um, a certain term about, um, you know, the uh, repeatability and uh, reproducibility of the product or, I mean, the process. So it it's very prone to error. It's very prone to uh, defect. That's that's what they call it um, at Lean Six Sigma. So it's, it's likely that you will produce, um, you know, low quality results or service. So the goal of Lean Six Sigma is to ensure that you have a systematic process for continuous improvement of... Um, whether your product or service, so that you can deliver high quality, which is the six sigma. That's why what that's why there's no seven or eight in, in statistical terms. It means that's the highest world-class quality. Um, and it also helps open my mind towards waste in, in the in the process. For instance, in, in our scenario, like right now, we have multiple offices in in the building that we are in, um, and that's very that's essentially because we have been expanding and expanding. And when we expand, it doesn't it doesn't always mean that we are going to be able to get the office space that is near our other office space. So, one of the ways or one of the um, things that we are doing is whenever we're printing out materials, we'll have to go from one office to another. And the time that it takes for you to get from one office to another is already a waste. It's already um, a waste of time, a waste of money because we are paying our employees by the time that they are working. And so little minor details, you can already see where, you know, where you can save, where you can, um, where you can, optimize your process to make it better to make it to improve it so you don't have to like waste a lot of resources waste a lot of time and money um, to just get the thing done so that's why I took up um, the green belt so it's it's uh it's like um you know uh, a staged uh what do you call this um training so it's you all you get the yellow belt first and then the green belt and then black belt 
and the master black belt. So that's how you rank up. I believe this is helping, this is going to help a lot for you to manage your business more efficiently, right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Do you see it um, making an impact um, in your personal life as well? Um, I do agree with you on that. Um, it Actually, in my personal life, I've seen a lot of times where um, I feel it, it's... Um, you feel so uh, conscious about the time. For instance, standing in line. Standing in line for me has been wasting a lot of my time. And so if it would, like in banks, if it would um, be easier to use an online banking um, you know, uh, tool, then, then just go for it as opposed to just standing in line in the, in, in the bank. So things as, as, as simple as that, it would really open your mind to, to a lot of um, potential wastes that's happening in your life. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, we we spend a lot of time, wasted time. And I just recently mm-hmm. read about the this, this this book. It's actually a fable uh, type of um, story. The, the Go-Giver. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Go-Giver. Yes. And, and it's re- one of the things that really um, stand out when Pindar mentioned that, you know what? You don't, you don't have the power to waste my time. Mm-hmm. I only, yeah. I, I am the only one who can, who has that power. So it, 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 it comes to wasting time or time being wasted or being efficient with your time. And you mentioned about apps. So with your routine or do you follow a certain routine and how is, or how are apps relevant to your routine? Yeah, especially now that everyone is working from home, I just have to have a way of really keeping things, um, you know, giving, give, putting me back into my routine, um, especially that I don't have my assistant with me all the time, and, espe- and most especially that I just gave birth. So one, my daily routine would be like, I, I definitely would know, I, I've trained my, my baby so that uh, I know where where during the time in the day that she will be nursing or she'll have to um, bathe. And so I put exactly the time frame so I know that whenever someone books a call with me or, or I need to speak with a client, I'll choose a time in my day that my baby isn't you know, needing me so much. And one of the, the well, I, I use a lot of apps like of course, calendar. Calendar has to be there. <laughs> um, mostly around Google Suite. So I, I use Google Tasks, Google... Um, uh, what was that again called? Um, Keep? It is... I'm sorry? Do, do you use Google Keep? Yeah, Google Keep. There you go. Google, ta- Google Tasks for my um, day-to-day tasks. And Google Keep is like everything in there, my passwords, my, my, um, my, my, uh, my details like, you know, my driver's license number, my SSS pagibing numbers, all are in there. Um, I also use, um, uh, of course, Gmail for, for all my emails. It's it's very basic. I mean, I don't have anything special with me um, for keeping me um, in line with my tasks. I usually just go through my calendar for the day or for the night, the night before um, anything happens. The following morning, I just make sure that I know what I'm going to do the following morning, mm-hmm. um, and then 
for the most part, it's essentially just um, keeping myself or having myself a bit about 15 minutes break in between activities. So that's how I would um, manage my routine. Um, it's like that. <laughs> Ever since I, I interviewed or invited people to be in, in this simple show, Mm-hmm. It surprises me every time because when I was asking you about the apps and you mentioned about Google Suite, okay, I don't think she she's using the same apps that I'm using or she has the same mentality or, or um, principle towards these apps. And then you mentioned about Google Task, okay, it's getting creepier. And then Google Keep, actually, I think, <laughs> oh my God, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one just sticking with Google, the the, the Google ecosystem. You, I'm <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's really if you can can uh, listen to my previous um, episode with Dartig Lau, I told him for because it's really overwhelming to use all these apps like Trello. Yeah, they're they're efficient for front yeah. <laughs> thing like Airtable and all the other uh, Slack. Uh, yeah, it's good for communication and all. But you would have to switch from one app to another, and then if they have like some sort of um, updates then you would have to adjust to that. So I was thinking, instead of overwhelming overwhelming myself, just deciding on which yeah. tools to use, why not use something or an ecosystem that would works, that works well uh, between like tasks or apps. You use, I use a Google Calendar to set up the event and then mm-hmm. it can create the, the Zoom link right away. And then when you open it and then uh, on the side, you can create a task and every time you open that event, then it will open up the related task or the right. Google Keep document, right? Or Google Keep. Right. So it's really um, um, efficient. And I'm not sure if, if, if it's the right term. It's a lean sigma. <laughs> a lean sigma. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, I have the same principle as you do. And it's very interesting because not everyone understands how how... You know, how could not confusing, but it's so noisy just to know that everything is, you know, all over the place. And while it's helping you, you know, achieve some projects, achieve some tasks, it's just daunting to just go through all these apps and check, you know, do you have message in Slack? Do you have message on, on Gmail? Do you have <laughs> something like that? And yeah, I do agree with you on having that one ecosystem to have everything in one place. When you manage your business, other than uh, um, educating yourself or learning more about how you can improve yourself to be able to efficiently manage or, and uh, grow your business, I'm pretty sure you follow or you have. there are people in your life or out there whom you mm-hmm. follow or you um, some sort of get some inspiration from for you to to amass this kind of growth for you and for your business. Can you share with us if there are any? Yeah, I think I can I can certainly remember in 2008, I've read a book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. So that opened my mind about entrepreneurship more. And, it you know, it, it helped me dive deeper into entrepreneurship. Um, and then I've tried several businesses like, you know, networking, <laughs> multi-level marketing, um, some smaller business on the side, uh, like selling something um, back in college. Um, but certainly what 
what started it all, I guess, is T. Harv Ecker's uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. So it kind of expanded my psychological wallet. Um, mm-hmm. It opened my mind into accepting more than what I'm getting. Because to be honest, in, back in 2000, what, 2000. Then I'm already nervous when I'm hand, you know, I'm I'm I have a fifty thousand pesos in my pocket. I get really really nervous at that time. Mm. So I said, you know, in in the book, the secrets of the millionaire mind, it it tells me why do you have to be scared about that large amount? It's not even that large. And so now that I'm getting millions, I was like, oh, this is so like natural. I mean, it's just like you know, um, and and you have to you have to understand you have to accept that it's natural it's not something you need to be scared of it's not something that uh, would make you feel like oh maybe someone may, might be looking at my account right now or maybe someone might steal this from me um it you just have to accept that it's it's going to come into your life and that's when everything changed and from from that belief i started to um, tap on other things that would generate income for me. So, um, and then, and then that specific time, um, when telework PH began, um, I was able to really save a lot of money. So that way, that way I was able to, um, you know, establish the business. Um, and then when I do have the business, I tapped on several marketing influencers. Um, but one person really stuck with me is Gary Vaynerchuk for his, uh, really offensive (laughs) and, um, inspiring at the same time. It's really straight to the point, you know, hit home kind of, um, quotes about, about, life and marketing in general um and then i started following like ryan dice ryan levec um because when you are a ceo it doesn't mean that you have to oversee the entire organization you just have to look, find people who would look that for you but always stick yourself to where the money and the customers are and that is essentially in sales and customer support so you can get real-time feedback from customers and how they want to get their services. And then you can also do real-time action and how you would want to change their experience towards your service. That makes it perfect fit for them and uh, you stand out among the rest of the other BPOs. So I guess that's how I was able to um, compete. Not really compete because we're not really competing with bigger BPOs, but that's how we were able to thrive this kind of business in a competitive space. Those are wonderful people and really inspirational people you mentioned there and the book. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out probably um, later. <laughs> and uh, you know. okay. and um, as, a, as a business, how do you, I'm, I'm curious though, how do you acquire or attract clients? Do you get clients more from referrals or do you, do you have a, some sort of uh, strategy when accumulating or, or or acquiring clients, to be honest, when we were when we started, about eighty percent of our clients were referrals. We were just doing really really well on the operations side, delivering high quality services and meeting the SLAs. Um, but when we were doing that, it kind of halted us with marketing um, more clients. And while we were doing really, really well on the operations side, we want to also expand our revenue. And so we kind of switched um, a little bit. um, And 
this is where uh, June Barangan is a key because when he came in and with her, with all his digital marketing knowledge, um, we set up the uh, the marketing campaigns, the the paid ads, and all that. And then we tap on one of our team member who is an American. He became the business development, which makes sense because he'll be speaking with a lot of um, you know um, people from the West. Um, and, and other clients, potential clients. So that combination made it really, really um, perfect in terms of generating leads. We we do right like right now. What we do is we generate leads from 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 LinkedIn, um, awesome. from Upwork as well, um, and then we do cold emails. We do um, we do. Um, uh, Paid ads as well. We do video marketing, but the most um, converting is the story. So we do uh, a story via the blog or via the the YouTube videos, and then we do ads on them, and then everyone will see it. They're looking forward to the next story behind it. So it was story about um, how. Uh, the rural DPO Delaware PH is helping people in the uh, in the rural community and helping with poverty. So that's that's kind of the storyline. I was supposed to let you go now, Marge, because it's been thirty minutes. But I have one more question. This is not just for me, but for people or either existing or those who want to be a freelancer and start their own business, just like you, or start their own um, business, mm-hmm. just like you can. Can you share with us any tip or just any principle before they start their own business? Wow. Um, I get, you know, it's funny. I get asked this a lot, but every time I get asked this question, I just don't have any any specific answer to it. It's because there's just no formula or no specific tip to getting successful. But here's the thing. I I can still remember how it was very very difficult when I was starting. I've had you know people, um, I've had an employee who has been really difficult and had to um, involve Dole. So we we had we had um, some um, yeah <laughs> we 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 were we got some lawyers or, or letters from their attorneys. There had been complaints and all that. And I can still remember um, looking for funds to sustain our payroll. I can still remember how um, it was difficult to transition from working from home to to working from the office just because of the differences in, in beliefs and mindsets. But ultimately, what will make you succeed is grit to keep pushing forward no matter how difficult it becomes. And and it's very, very true that whenever you feel like quitting, that's the very most time that you shouldn't be quitting. It is. It means that they, that is the breakthrough moment. So when you get passed through that, it, you're meant to scale. You're meant to, to do something else. You're, you're meant to succeed and uh, you're meant to level up. That's exactly what it means. So it's like, you know, when you're playing an app and it tells you, okay, level up now, that's exactly the moment. So don't quit no matter how hard it is. But of course, at the same time, when you want the risk, it has to be a calculated risk. And the way you calculate your risk not not well statistically you can um but 
it means you have tap on networks that will help you initially if you have a coach definitely go for it mm-hmm. um you have really looked into yourself do you have the funds do you have you know do you have the means do you have the uh, the, the necessary resources right now to build a business if not then look for ways like like uh, robert kiyosaki said um don't ask your question if you can afford it Oh. ask how you can afford it so don't ask it can i afford this just ask how can i afford it um so just find find ways it's 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 sometimes just right in front of eyes in front of our eyes but we don't really look into it because we're looking at some other things we're looking we're distracted we're not um we're not um, looking into ourselves, our capacities. Sometimes you also, I, I did this. I have to go on sabbatical. I have to really like move myself away from my family, from my friends. I have to really concentrate, really focus and do some meditation so I can, I know what to do. I know how to, when there is clarity, when there is clarity and when there is um um, direction or guidance, then you'll know how to do it. So you have to first gain that clarity. I guess um, when you're already starting the business, the next um, tip that I have is niche down. Um, it's counterintuitive when you say, "Oh, probably they're not gonna buy. They're not gonna buy from me if I'm doing several things at the same time." I've seen this a lot of times. Doing, you know, taking several hats or being the jack of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're niche down, when you're very specific, you are you know the target market, you know what to offer. That's exactly what's going to make you successful in your business, in your marketing in general. So I guess those are just my tips. <laughs> it reminds me of, of this quote. In, in terms of quitting, don't quit before the miracle happens. So it's yes. short of saying don't quit. This things will happen if you, you keep doing. If you're intentional, like what you mentioned, if you're intentional with what you're doing, you're you're not wasting time. You're practicing. You're just doing things that are really uh, geared towards, like what you mentioned about uh, what Robert Kiyosaki mentioned. That uh, instead of looking at the problem, there's there there will always be a problem. Instead of focusing on a problem, yeah. try to find ways. Do something about that problem. Do something that can move you from point A to point B. Okay, thank you so much, Marge. I'm learning from this a lot uh, from the business owner standpoint and from someone who also has to juggle a lot of tasks and not just in, in business, but also in life. I'm learning from you. I'm learning from this this conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ray. Thank you so much to the audience. And I hope you had valuable insights from this uh, podcast. Thank you for having me, Ray. Yes, but um, one last thing. This is not a question. Mm-hmm. Can people reach you? Yes, uh, sure. So I'm always, almost always available online. So you can find me on Facebook, fb.com slash marge.aviso. Um, and on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com slash marjorieaviso. And uh, almost always available on telework. If you go to our website and submit to the contact form, you can also reach me there. So that wraps up our show. That's it for now. And thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you'll join me again next time here on Digitally Matters. This has been Ray Baggio. Until next time, ciao.